Oh, well, 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 there, brothers. Hello to the Forest Brothers podcast. Welcome to the best podcast in the whole wide world. You know how it is. And today it makes sense because we are talking about World Cup today. It's all about the World Cup. And today I am joined by my three Forest Brothers here. We've got a good, actually, you know what? I mean, we're all African, but we've got a good spread here. We've got Ghana, we've got Kenya, we've got Swaziland, we've got Zimbabwe. You know, only one of us is in the World Cup. So. I guess that brother is—he's he's got a bit of a smug face on his look, but it's—it's it's good you can't see him. You only have to hear his voice. So it's okay. Anyway, uh, let me say hello to my uh, brothers here. Let me start over by uh, saying hello to the boy Ngome, Gero Samson, and our guest again today. He seems he has been converted into a uh, first brother, Mister Nana. <laughs> so uh, starting with Mister Mangoro, and then uh, I was about to say hello to the lovely listeners out there. Certainly, uh, back with the bang. Forest Brothers podcast, uh, may have missed one, but now I'm back. Uh, we're talking World Cup today. Uh, so hello to all the listeners out there, beautiful listeners on this lovely day. Uh, hopefully everyone's looking forward to uh, the Qatar World Cup. And certainly I'd like to say hello to my three uh, brothers here from the forest, as the, my host has just mentioned, Mr. Mwari, Mr. Nana, uh, Mr. No Face, No Case, as well as Mr. Masanga as well. Samson, the chemist. Masanga, thank you. Wow, what a what a spicy intro, <laughs> uh, dear listener. As always, great to be back. It is I, Samson, here on the pod with the Forest Brothers, giving you continued content today. Like my man Mangoro said, it's it's World Cup, you know. So I won't even mention that team from North London. I won't even mention them today. I'm here to talk about. The Black Stars, represented by my by my boy Nana here today. I'm here to talk about, you know, I'm from Senegal. I'm here to talk about all these other teams competing in this year's World Cup. So without any further ado, gentlemen, let's 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 get to it. What's happening? What's happening, folks? This is Nana, the only representative in the World Cup today from Ghana, and. Um, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited. There's a lot of doubt in this podcast and obviously in the world about Ghana's chances, but I'm here to break it down for you and tell you why uh, Ghana is going to make it out of the group of death, group H. So thank you guys for having me on and uh, I'm excited to get started. Yeah, no, for Nana, Group H is known as the group from hell. So, because that brother is going to be in the hot seat for the entire group stage. Just praying on his knees, he'll make it out. But, you know, before we even get started here, brothers, let me actually ask a, a, a very quick question. Are you brothers excited for this World Cup, actually? Before we get into all of it, like, do you feel the vibes? You know, I remember, I don't think there's any World Cup that we can say will be as exciting as 2010. I don't even know what the official song for this World Cup is. Who sang it? I saw Speed had a song. I saw who else? Who else? I don't actually know who's not like. Is it Dua Lipa? I have no idea. Like who, who is actually who actually made the World Cup song this year? I have no clue. I think Lil Baby has a song. I have no idea. Yo, the way the World Cup has fallen. But anyways, I don't know. I, I, don't, I just want to hear from you, brothers, man. Like let's just let's just have a quick two minute chat here. I actually, are your brothers actually excited for this thing? Because I also heard that they won't even be serving drinks. You know, I heard that Budweiser just heard that they can't even sell beer at the stadium two days ago. And they're like, how excels? What, what kind? So, you know, um, it's going to be a very sobering one. But 
I don't know if they keep the same energy for like when Formula One goes to Abu Dhabi. You know, I don't see people like the West saying, oh, you're going to Abu Dhabi, yada, yada. But then I also see them spraying each other with champagne bottles. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. But anyway, brothers, are you actually excited for this World Cup? Are you looking forward to it? Do you think it'll be a good one? Or do you think it's going to be a flop? Let's start from there. I would say it'll be a nice one. Um, games galore. It'll be so many games I don't even think we'll be able to watch them all because there's just too many. From uh, depending on the time zone you're in, it could be go could go for twelve hours straight of just games in particular. Especially starting this Monday, it's just going to be so nice, beautiful actually, beautiful. So if you're working, uh, consider taking some uh, personal time or uh, PTO. Uh, it will be much needed this upcoming uh, month or so. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. Uh, the the philosophy, as I always mention, uh, people will be displaying it um, from many countries, uh, different philosophies from different continents around the world. It will be interesting to see. Uh, with the alcohol piece, uh, no comment. Well, I think I think it will be exciting, right? But obviously not to start... Um, you know, in the group stages, because obviously there's not necessarily the build up or the hype because of where the World Cup is positioned, you know, during the season. You know, usually we have that time off where people are able to get excited about more sports, but it's like we just got out of sports to, you know, the World Cup. There's not that much hype, but I think once we get past the group stages, the excitement will start building up again. And, It'll be a great World Cup, you know, minus the alcohol. Alcohol is not what makes the sport anyway. The, the actual players on the field. Yeah, you know, um, in Qatar, they've decided that uh, their religion is important and alcohol is not prohibited, you know, uh, to be sold regularly, you know, in Qatar. So they've decided, hey, they we're going to take that step. And just to clarify on your point about Abu Dhabi, Muta, Abu Dhabi is part of the United Arab Emirates, Um Drinking is actually legal there, as long as you're legal drinking age. I think in all places except, like, there's one city where it's not at all. But for the most part in the United Arab Emirates, you know, it's okay to drink. In Qatar, it's not. And that's why they've um, changed the rules. I just feel sorry for Budweiser because they had signed a uh, $65 million deal with FIFA to be the exclusive beer provider at this world cup you know if you were going to get a beer it was going to be budweiser and you're going to pay 12 dollars for it now you can't get a beer and you can't pay 12 dollars. so budweiser are pissed i'd imagine because they've lost like that's massive business because you can imagine all the english fans like those guys were gonna drink you know they were gonna drink their butts off you know all the german fans all the Dutch fans, you know, like these are all the Belgian fans, like these are huge beer drinkers, you know, it's a shame, it's a shame. But, uh, hey, like Nana said, beer does not make the sport. Uh, you know, it's about football. It's about what we see on the pitch. So uh, hopefully that doesn't change. Hopefully the players can produce. So, yeah. Yeah, man, let's hope so. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm sure we'll see brothers. They're celebrating with uh, cups of water. So. Which will be highly needed because it'll be hot anyways. Um, so, <laughs> so, you know, maybe actually doing them a favor, honestly, because imagine drinking beers in that heat. Brothers will be finished before halftime is done. Like, so maybe this is actually a blessing in disguise. Who knows? 
Uh, so, it, you know, it'll be okay. It'll be a chance for these uh, English white people to finally catch a tan in the sun, actually, and not, and not be drunk. But anyway, so getting started here, let's um, let's start with the groups. So we'll kind of go through, uh, you know, I think each person can kind of give their predicted top two teams to advance from each group. And then we'll just move on from there. Um, so if I were to give my opinion, uh, let's we can start with group A. And then we'll go down each of the other groups. So Group A has Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and Netherlands. And um, yeah, so to start with me, my top two moving out of that group for sure is Netherlands and Senegal. I think those two, it's sad that Mane is not there, but those are my top two. I think I think Netherlands will finish first and then Senegal will finish second. That is my prediction for that group. Um so I'll, I'll pass it on to Mangoro. Mangoro, you give us your opinion. And then Nana, Samson, you go ahead. I would concur with that. I think our Forest brothers from Dakar, I think, will definitely do the business. As well as our friends, uh, the Dutch. I think they'll be... They'll be they'll, they'll, they'll comfortably get out of this group. Yeah, I think Netherlands and Senegal. However, it's, you know... Both teams will obviously dread playing Ecuador because Ecuador is obviously a very physical team and usually in tournament play, the teams that wear you down cause problems for you moving moving on. But I see Netherlands and Senegal, you know, one, two, respectively. I mean, it's got to be Qatar, Ecuador. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding, boys. Just kidding. I mean, I saw a tweet where someone was saying, you know, Qatar were inviting fans from... Um, uh, neighboring countries to fill up the stadiums and someone who tweeted that maybe they can hire those guys to play for them too um because that's the only way they're getting out of this group but <laughs> like you guys said it's a done deal uh netherlands senegal i'm sure both those teams when they saw the groups come out they were like yeah we're in the knockouts bro um it's even i'm sure they were even both plotting for the final once they saw this group like that's how confident they are so yeah Easy, easy decision there. No, one hundred percent. I just hope that because the first game is Qatar and Ecuador, if I'm not mistaken. I can't wait to see what the first goal will be. If that, if anyone even scores a goal in that game, I'm sure it'll be Ecuador. But I don't know if any first goal will ever be as epic as Chabalala when he hit that first, when he scored that first goal when South Africa was playing. I can't remember who they were playing, but that was that. That's how we started our World Cup right there. Those are the vibes. Um, but anyway, moving into uh, Group B, my favorite group. Uh, we, we've we've kind of labeled this group Group Bolognizer because it's uh, we've got England, we've got Iran, we've got USA, and we have Wales. So I isn't I've answered in the media that uh, Prince Charles, whichever royal, whatever it is, uh, was it even Charles? I can't remember who it is. Anyway, one of the royals was out there giving shirts to the England squad, but even though he is the Prince of Wales, technically, so it's like, bruh, where do your loyalties lie here? Are you are you for Wales? Are you all for England? Like, give us two straight, bruh. Like, <laughs> but anyway, so in this group, it's just funny that Iran is the only splash of color in that group. Um, I think, I think you know, we're not going to find a dark horse in that group, but we'll find the white horse in that group. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, anyways... For me, I think my top two out of here, we should see England and I'm putting Wales. I have England and Wales coming out of this group. I see USA getting knocked out by Iran. 
And I think that'll be justice in its own right. But that's kind of what I see happening here. Um, I see, I see, I definitely see England and Wales coming out. I think England will be number one and Wales will be number two. But that's my, that's my opinion. Uh, I'll jump over to Nana and then we'll go to Samson and Kosi for your predictions for the group. Ugh, I don't think I've cringed any highlights soliloquy as I did with you. Jeez. I think this group is England first, USA, USA second, right? And the reason why I say USA second is because now you see a lot of these American players have experience in, you know, higher level, um, you know, professional football play, not just the MLS. You have guys in, you know, Chelsea, you know, you have Tyler Adams, you have Gio Reyna. You know, these guys are playing at high level. So they're coming with a lot of confidence, with a lot of experience. You know, as much as I love I love Gareth Bale, I don't think he he's going to have enough to carry wheels over them. And I frankly think England might, might go a long way in this World Cup. So uh, England is going to finish top in this group. Um, I, I would agree. I think on paper, definitely England and the U.S. are most talented teams in the group. And I think even this is despite England having a very pragmatic coach who sometimes, you know, like shoots them in the foot. What I will say, though, I think U.S. might not make it. I, I do kind of agree with Muta there because whereas England and the U.S. have been coached Sub, have, have had subpar coaches in the past. Iran and Wales have often overcome um, bigger teams through excellent coaching. So I can see, you know, because like the last five years, American coaching has been, for lack of a better word, just ass. Like tournament after tournament, these guys have just been horrible. They've had the talent, but they haven't been able to produce. They haven't been able to be organized the right way. So U.S. are the only ones in danger in this group for me. And Wales or Iran, I think, could give them a game. Um, and those two games they play against Wales and Iran, I think, will be key. Yeah, so this group, as my brothers have mentioned here, I think the English uh, will definitely go through. Um, it's just no, no, no Harry Maguire, please. I think he will cost the nation if he plays. Uh, the other team that, uh, when I look at it, is... Uh, in terms of like going through is the USA. I think uh, the boys from uh, from for, 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 from the land of the of the great. Uh, I think will definitely go through. Because um, keep in mind that uh, Wales's player, uh, Wales's best player, the guy that carries them, plays in the USA. So he's not even a starter. So that should tell you something about the state of soccer in Wales. As as you mentioned, the the, the royal brother there um, actually. He, he supported. He, he he was there with England because uh, England was the team that was like going to go far. He looked at these uh, Welsh brothers and he was like, "I don't trust you, brothers. I don't think I should uh, associate myself with you." So he's just saving himself and saving the nation. Mm, mm. So just 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 a quick deviation here. Do you always think that if Southgate doesn't have if England doesn't progress out of this group, for example, if let's say Wales and USA progress? And England get knocked out. Will this be the downfall of Southgate? Do you guys see him surviving that, or he's out? He's out of there. He's out of there. He's out of there. Gareth Southgate is out of there. There's too much talent on this team for him to underachieve. He's out. Yeah, this is not like the remember the when there was like the golden generation where it's like, yo, Beckham, 
Rooney, Lampard, Jared, Neil. This is this is like I'm not saying these guys are like better because they haven't had like better careers, but like Jude Bellingham, Lampard, like, bruh, like you, th- this is a lot of talent, bro. Like you have Harry Kane, you have Phil Foden, you have Bukayo Saka, you <laughs> you have stars, man, world stars, like. You know, these guys can make top 20 lists of football players in the world. So, yeah, absolutely no excuse if he doesn't make it to at least the final. Final is minimum for them, man. Uh, yeah, I think I think they have a good squad. I think if he doesn't progress from this group, I think uh, he'll be sacked in the morning, uh, honestly, because, come on, man, this squad is littered with talent from back to front. The likes, as the brothers have mentioned, Jude Bellingham. Declan Rice, uh, Ben White, uh, I can't believe I'm saying Ben White, uh, Jordan Pickford, Harry Kane, uh, Eric Dyer, another one I'm mentioning him. Like, f- funny enough, like, they, they have a squad, man. I think that can go far, but I don't know how far. I don't know, this brother mentioned the final minimum. I think uh, quarterfinal is where they, 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 they may be humbled. <laughs> you know what? We'll have to see. We'll have to see what the humbling, what the humbling happens. But um, yeah. So okay, moving on to Group C here. We have Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. A bit of a boring group, in my opinion. Group C. I I think for Argentina, it's an easy win. I don't even think Messi needs to even play this group. You know, if anyone becomes the highest goal scorer of this whole tournament, this is where Messi does it. He's playing Saudi Arabia. He's playing Mexico. He's playing Poland. If if Messi's not scoring a hat trick in all of these games, I don't know what else. I don't know where he's gonna score them. So this is Messi's this is Messi's chance right here. This is it. Um so definitely me, Argentina will be number one. And I think Poland will be second. So I think for me, Argentina, Poland. Uh, I think they'll make it. Uh that, that that's my top two for the group. Uh so yeah, I'll go over to Samson, Mangoro, and then on to Nana. I mean, yeah, I think I think you're right. I would like to make a case for Mexico, but I, I, I don't have one. Vibes, maybe. Maybe just vibes. Maybe just pure vibes makes them better than Poland. But I, I really don't see it. I see Poland having Lewandowski up top and him just killing those. I mean, Argentina, you probably, you know, they'll probably lose against Argentina. But I see them absolutely just killing Mexico and Saudi Arabia. Like, no chance for those 20 teams, bro. Uh, very simple, Argentina, of course. Maybe you'll get two hat-tricks. I don't think you'll get one against Mexico because Mexico, in between the sticks, have a goalkeeper for some odd reason at the World Cup. He turns into a blend of Noya and, I'd say, Allison. that one World Cup. But in terms of like league uh, play for his club, he's just some random keeper. So I think Memo Ochoa, shout-out to him. I think he'll carry Mexico through. Poland... I think I think they're past it at this point. Like I don't know if Lewandowski will be able to carry them or Zielinski or all the guys at the back. They do have field uh, Wojciech Szczesny in there in the goal, so I don't really trust him that much. I, I don't know what I missed with Poland, but what, I don't know how these guys think Poland is going to advance over Mexico. Um, but I think this group helps Argentina in their quest to, you know, to win the World Cup because you don't want to get too worn down from your group stages to progress. So Messi should take care of business in Group C. 
and Mexico. Mex- I, I, I think Raul Jimenez plays for Mexico. I think Lozano plays for Mexico. Uh, Edson Alvarez plays for Mexico. I don't know how Lewandowski and the Polish are going to do anything with, uh, with the Mexican brothers, but. I think this is pretty straightforward with Argentina and Mexico qualifying, but um, I guess we'll see. I will, we'll see what Poland does, but no, they don't have enough enough um, squad depth, depth to actually take care of business here. Okay, okay. So as another aside here, we know it's going to be pretty hot in Qatar, and we have a lot of teams here that you know Saudi Arabia, Mexico. Their climate is usually pretty warm. Poland is usually fairly cold. So how much of a difference do you think it will be for the teams that are used to hotter climates? Do you think they have an advantage over teams that are going to come from a colder climate, for example? So which is why maybe Nana is a case in the fact that Poland might actually not do as well because they're not used to the heat, whereas Mexico, Saudi Arabia, and Argentina, they have a bit more resistance towards it. But I just want to hear your boys' quick opinion on that. Like how much, because I think we've seen some media like the english team were suffering in the heat you know they're also not used to the to the weather so i don't know how much of a difference that will make some people are saying qatar will move forward you know into maybe quarterfinals because they're used to it it's their homeland they know the heat you know i don't know i don't know how much difference that will make but i just want to hear you guys a quick opinion on that if whether you think teams that come from warmer climates will actually have an advantage over everybody else i'd say not really because I believe this is the first World Cup where there'll be air conditioning within the stadium, so it'll be the, it'll be like a normal uh, stadium around the world where like the weather isn't playing an impact, isn't contributing too much. Because this this shouldn't be something that they put. It should teams should go through here based on talent, not external factors such as weather. It shouldn't be based on that. I've heard that. Qatar have been training for months and months and months, uh, preparing for this World Cup, and all that work is just going to go out the window come game week one. Yeah, I I, I agree, and uh, I will say you know, last twelve years we had a World Cup in South Africa, we had a World Cup in Brazil. Neither of those host nations won the, those World Cups. Um, in twenty fourteen, you had Germany win it. Twenty ten, Spain. I mean, Spain, I guess warm climate, I guess, but I don't think it factors too much um, in terms of, like, the longer, like, how, how deep you go into the competition. I don't think it factors too much. Maybe in the early games, someone might drop a game or two uh, just based on, uh, like, like, heat exhaustion or something like that, but in the long run, no. I think the best teams will still be the best teams. I think it comes down to quality and your, and your bench, you know, in tournament play, so uh, you know, all these guys from warmer climates, I don't think it'll factor into it. And, you know, frankly, we're talking about teams from cold climates like Germany and, you know, these these guys have African dudes playing in those teams. You think they really care about the, the cold? I mean, you look at France. France is more African than a lot of these African guys going in. So if you're talking about cold weather, it's it comes down to quality of the players, you know. There's games where it's going to be tough, but you just need a moment of magic from one individual. And I think the better teams, the better countries have that over others. Okay, okay, that makes sense. And uh, yeah, talking about France, let's move on to Group D, actually, um, where we have France, we have Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. 
personally, France have an easy run here. They're just going to run everyone. You know, Mbappe, at least here, can also score hat-tricks per game if he really wants to. Uh, I'm sure Pogba, for once, is going to shine in his life in this group. Who knows? Um, I don't know if he's going to use any witchcraft or not, but I don't think it would be necessary. But anyway, um, if he plays. But in terms of number two, this is a bit of a tricky one. I don't think Australia... Australia will probably be last, for example. Um, between Tunisia and Denmark, yeah, you know what? It'll be France and Denmark. Uh, Denmark do have Iron Man on their team, so it should be fine. Um, so I definitely think France and Denmark will be number one and number two. That's my that's my opinion. Uh, I'll start with the boy Nana and then Mangoro and Samson. Yeah, the French. The French, French probably the most dangerous team. You know, they're obviously defending champions. They're going to walk into the stadium with that swagger as defending champions. And mind you, they won the World Cup without, you know, the Ballon d'Or winner and arguably, you know, top three, top five greatest strikers in the world in Benzema. And we saw that he has a great relationship with Mbappe on the field. And I think it'll carry over. And they obviously have the youngsters, Chouameni, Kamavinga, you know, these guys. France France is a very good team. And in tournaments, you, all, you only care about your bench and the quality of your starting eleven, And I think France checks all the boxes. So France come out on top. And Denmark are a very well-coached team and very disciplined team as well. So they have, you know, strong defender. He's also like a, he doubles as an EMT. And you have Christian Eriksen, quality, quality midfielder who's going to boss the midfield and control tempo. So I think France, Denmark, Tunisia, Tunisia is, is going to, you know, pose a challenge, but I don't think they they have enough. And Australia, sorry, they could probably play rugby or something. Yeah, I think uh, for Australia, this is the wrong sporting code. Uh, maybe cricket. I, I hear they're quite good at cricket. Uh, the soccer thing, they must relax. Uh, but I certainly do agree. Uh, France, of course, uh, they'll walk this group. Um, correction, Mr. Mutsa, and for all the listeners out there, uh, we like to check brothers here at the First Brothers Podcast. Paul Pogba will not be at the World Cup. Uh, just to make sure that people know that uh, he picked up an injury and he will not be there. Uh, Denmark, of course, uh, as we've mentioned, uh, they do have some uh, very good players. Uh, I heard someone say, uh, what do you call him? Iron Man or Iron Mike, one of the two, as well as uh, the part-time EMT there at the back. I think that'll be, they have good protection there. So uh, be it so from a soccer perspective or well, just like a, uh, a personal item or an emergency, I think they have, they have a man there at the back. They do have some talent. Uh, Mikkel Damsgaard plays at Brentford. I think he'll 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 be quite a dangerous player for them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you guys are spot on. Australia, Australia in the wrong sport here. Um, they, I do not expect them to do anything. I think uh, it's going to be France, Denmark, and Tunisia is really going to be the only one that's going to challenge. Denmark for that number two spot. Um, France, I think they'll go through first, but I, I, I do have my doubts about them just moving forward, given that Paul Pogba, N'Golo Kante, Eduardo Komovinga, I just realized he's, he's, not, he's not made into the squad. But I do have faith in them because my boy, William, William Saliba, he's at the back. So we've seen him perform this year. We've seen him how, how, how solid he's been. Um, so... It's, there's some new faces there, 
but you know, I'm 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 eager to see how these new faces uh are worked into the team and how they perform. But the talent that's already there is really is really 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 top tier, and it should take them very far. Oh, okay, by the way, Olivier Giroud is two goals away from breaking uh the all-time French goal scoring record that is held by Thierry Henry. So watch out for him because uh, he will play some games too. Um, so yeah. Yeah, you know what? If Giroud breaks that record, I think Henri will grow his hair just to pull it out again because I don't think he could stomach having Giroud pass him as a top the top French goal scorer. But, you know, not, not, not to take anything away from Giroud. But anyways, that's my own personal opinion about that. Um, okay, moving on to Group E. With Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. I definitely think Spain and Germany will coast through this. Uh, they'll probably even go on holiday in Costa Rica. I don't think they need to play that game. They can just take it easy. And I don't even know why Japan is here. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to Japan in this group. But yeah, definitely, uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see who makes it between Germany and Spain. But I think Spain will be first, Germany will be second, and Costa Rica third, Japan fourth. That is my prediction with that group. Easy money things. Um, but yeah, so start with my boy Sangi. We go on to the boy Nana and Andrew Mangoro. Uh, what's your take on this group? Yeah, Spain, Germany. Um, no chance for those two other brothers. Like, I, I just don't see it. Japan, nah, bro. Costa Rica, just no. Spain, Germany, I, I, I'm not sure who's gonna be one and two. Um, obviously that's gonna be significant in the knockout stages, but that's gonna be an interesting match to watch. Like when they play each other, because I'm sure that's gonna decide who ends up one or two. So, uh, another game to look out for there in the group, uh, group E. Yeah, I think Germany's finishing first because, you know, Spain have a lot of, um, when I look at the roster, I think they have a lot of inexperience. You know, the guys who haven't been at this level. And, you know, once adversity hits, I can always trust on a German machine to prevail because these guys are, you know, they are robots. They play without emotion, you know, regardless of what the scoreline is. They're all always, you know, heavy metal football and I think it's it's going to show itself again in this World Cup and Germany comes out on top and I had the head matchup and you know Spain follows because Spain is just it's got talent on talent and obviously you have the two Barca geniuses in uh, Pedri and Gavi on the squad so you can always count on Barcelona to provide Spain with some quality players. Um, I'd say yeah I'd agree with the boys here. Uh, Spain will definitely pass uh, all these teams to the ground. Uh, they'll just keep the ball, so that's how they'll beat you. They won't score a lot of goals, but they'll definitely keep the ball 90% of the time, so um, you won't be able to do anything because they'll have the ball. I think the Germans will win this group. I think there's something about like their front front three is more potent than the, German, than the Spanish front three. I think this could be the World Cup where we see the boy Jamal Musiala come to life. I think he'll be quite dangerous as well as Kai Havertz. I don't know about that because I heard that these days uh, the German strikers have come down with a, a case of uh, erectile dysfunction since they can't finish because they have Werner and they have the boy Kai Havertz. So I don't know if they're actually going to score that many goals that you guys are saying. <laughs> I can see from the boys' faces they're quite shook. Anyway, but you get the picture here. Those two boys cannot finish for anything. So I have no idea how they're going to score anything. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they're going to win the group. I think Spain will take it. <laughs> but that's that's how that's how I see it. Uh, but I, I mean, maybe you guys have different opinions on that, but I don't see them 
scoring that many goals either. So, all right. So group group F here we have Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. Another easy group. But I, I think Belgium will be first, of course. I do think, in my personal opinion, uh, Kevin De Bruyne might probably even end up being player of the tournament. I'm sure that's gonna that's most likely what's gonna happen. Um, but anyway, yeah, Belgium number one, Croatia number two. That's how I see it. It's just, it's so sad that we're not voting for any of our African brothers here. You know, uh, I would hope that Morocco will be second. I would pray that they can make it, but I, I also don't know if Moroccans consider themselves Africans, so I don't know if that's if that makes a difference. But anyways, I um I do yeah I think Belgium and Croatia will be second, and I don't even know why Canada is playing. I don't even think that they know what soccer is. But anyway, okay. Uh, we'll go. I'll start with the boy Mangoro over to Nana, and then Mr. Sangi can close us out on Group F. I think this might be the closest group. Um, I don't think it's cut and dry. I think we could see an environment where, after two games, each team has four points, and the last two that prevail is just by the lack of that particular day. But I do think that Belgium should have enough quality um, from the old men of Croatia. I think they should get past uh, Croatia. So I think they could win this group and probably maybe Croatia just sneak in in second. But I wouldn't rule out Canada or Morocco. Those are unknown quantities and they'll be quite dangerous at this World Cup. Yeah, I think I think this is the last World Cup for the Belgian you know, golden generation, quote unquote. And I think I think they have to go in in desperation mode. They can't go in with you know, with the idea that they're too good for anybody because a lot of people feel like they've underachieved in the past. So I think Belgium Belgium finishes this group first place. And Modric, although by age he's old, he doesn't play like he's too old. So I think he's going to be very instrumental with the team, along with Rakitic and Kovacic and some other Chiches in the team. But uh, I think Belgium, Croatia, Morocco might put up a fight, you know, as they always do. But uh, yeah, I have Belgium first, Croatia second. Uh, I tend to agree with that. Yeah, I don't think I could make too many more changes from that. Uh, what I would say is I do agree with Mangoro. Um, I've read a few articles that say Canada might be dark horses at this World Cup. I, mean, I think I wouldn't go far as to say that, but maybe dark horses in this group. I can see that. Um, I can see them giving all these teams here a game because I think there's some some vulnerability to be exploited here. Croatia with their age, Belgium with you know their desperation, um, and Morocco just you know being sort of on the same level as them. So. Yeah, I think if the top teams here, Croatia and Belgium, aren't on their game, they could get a, a game taken off them if they're not careful. So, yeah. Actually, but I have to quickly say here, Mangoro, why made you give Canada your vote of confidence? Because I'm also looking at their squad, and I have never seen these players or heard of them ever in my life. I thought maybe Davis would be here, but I don't even think he made it. I don't even think he's here. I think maybe he got injured or something, but... Who here in this Canada squad actually excites you? Because all these people look like they were made up on FIFA 2022 or something. I don't know. They don't look. They don't look real to me. So you know, not to insult the Canadians. I'm actually trying to come to your country. I need a visa. But I'm just saying, though. You know, I, 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 I don't. I, I'm not inspired. I'm not inspired by your team. 
But let me just say, you know, if you all give me a visa, go Canada. Anyway, I'm not inspired. So, Mangora, I just want to hear from you, like, what is it about them that gives you that vote of confidence? I'd like to say um, the Canadian uh, officials, if they listen to the Forest Brothers podcast, should not grant that brother a visa, I think, from what he's just said. Uh, they do have some quality. I think Alfonso Davis is there. It's just that he, you think, looking at him at uh, at fullback, but if you look at the forwards, he appears there. So that's just all the mind games that the Canadians play. They topped their CONCACAF uh, qualification group, uh, smashed the USA that you're talking about going through in the other groups. Uh, there's Jonathan David, plays over at Lille, a quality striker. So watch out for those two boys there. Uh, no, they're... And the fact that you mentioned these other players that are unknown, I think that's the most dangerous aspect, that the fact that you don't know them, they're going to come to life at this World Cup. So, yeah. Mr. Mr. Nana? Yeah, I think, I think Jonathan David is a pretty lethal striker. So if he's, if he's getting a good supply from, you know, Davies or any other players, I think Canada, Canada is obviously a very good team, but I, just, I think they just miss it. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm, I'll be very excited to see how they how that uh, shakes out. Um, Canada, I'll be rooting for you for my own personal reasons. So, yeah, make it as far as you can, you know. And, okay, so going to Group G, we have Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. This would be quite interesting, this group. I, of course, Brazil will be first. That's that's a given. Second, might be interesting. I'm going for Cameroon here. I think Cameroon will be second in this group for my own personal. Like, I, I, I do see them going through. I hope they go through. Um, in terms of all the African countries that are actually playing, I would hope that, well, Ghana is there. But, yeah, I hope that Cameroon and Ghana make it as far as they can. I think those are the only two countries that I actually think have a chance as the African teams in the World Cup. But, um yeah, I'll, I'll start with the boy Nana there and then over to Samson and Amangoro in terms of your thoughts on Group G. Yeah, Brazil. Brazil is coming out of this group and probably make it all the way to the final. But second place, I give it to Cameroon. Cameroon is going to be a very, very, very tough opposition for either team, all teams in this group, actually. And I think Cameroon's physicality, the athleticism, you know, they, they also have very quality uh, players. I think they come out of um, come out at second place ahead of Switzerland and Serbia. I just don't think Switzerland have that um, quality as they used to anymore. At least not in from the Euros. And um, I think Brazil, Cameroon, and I think here is where heat might play a factor into because in terms of talent level, Cameroon, Switzerland, Serbia. I don't think there's too much difference between them. So it's a little intangible things that might. I might separate them, and I think Cameroon comes out on top. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Um, yeah, this is for me. This is a, a tough group to call. I mean, I, I I expect Brazil to be to be to be first, but we've seen in previous tournaments how dangerous you know Switzerland can be. Um, Cameroon, like Nana just said, you know, they have a they they have a pretty good squad, um, but Serbia as well. They have some some dangerous players. Um, in their ranks, you know, Alexander Mitrovic, who we've seen this year, Sergei Milinkovic Savic, Vlaovic, <laughs> other bitches, <laughs> as the man Nana would say. <laughs> so they they do have some dangerous players there, you know. So yeah, I I think those three, 
I, I'm going to be very interested to see how those three play each other, you know, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon, because I think on paper, to me anyways, they seem fairly evenly matched and I can see things, you know, going out of the way. Um, I will say, though, Switzerland in a warm-up game they played against Ghana, I think, they were playing Granit Xhaka as a, a CDM. As an Arsenal fan, I have seen Granit Xhaka at CDM and I can tell the the listeners out there this man cannot play CDM. If you play him there, it's as bad as playing Maguire for England, starting centre-back. Like, it's that bad. Like, you will lose. He will do something horrible, and it will cost you the game. So if that's their plan, Switzerland are out. I can book it right now. But if they use him differently, you know, I can see them, I can see them doing something. I think Cameroon should just uh, call their pilot right now. Uh, to start the engine because they won't be there very long. I think that's just going to happen. Like that's just the reality. As well as the boys from Switzerland, I don't think they'll go any any far. I think this group is definitely going to be Brazil and the Viches. I think the Viches will definitely take it. They'll definitely go through those giants that they have across the pe- uh, across the pitch. I think we'll go uh, we'll go a long way. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, that's interesting. Let's see how this group goes. I think this will probably be the hardest group in the whole... Actually, you know what? No, the next group will be the hardest group. I think this will be the second. But definitely the hardest group should be Group H. And we've affectionately labeled it the group from hell. Because in this group, we have Portugal, we have Ghana, we have Uruguay, we have South Africa. I mean, South Korea, sorry. Sorry, South Africa. We have South Korea. Uh, Don't get your hopes up. South Korea. Anyways... This is a this is a, an interesting group here because number one we have the very intense rivalry between Ghana and Uruguay. I don't think Ghanaians everywhere have ever forgotten what Uruguay did to them in that 2010 World Cup, and I don't think even their children's children will ever forget about that because I'm pretty sure every Ghanaian father, uncle, brother out there, Nana will probably tell his kids one day like, "Yo, man, Uruguay did this to us one day," and never, never. If if I'm pretty sure if Nana's son one day wants to bring over a Uruguayan wife, he'll be like, "Bro, I'm disowning you right here, right now." So don't even try it because of, because of the pain. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be a tough one because obviously we talked about in the last episode Ronaldo. He's gonna try and have the Brussels Cup of his life. You know, I'm sure he's so jealous of Messi right now because Messi has an easy group, and he's gonna have to work for Group H to even make it to be number one. Because from the way I see it, I do think they'll survive. I think Portugal will be first. And I am praying Ghana are second. But I know it won't be that easy. It's either it's going to be very tight between Ghana and Uruguay. Whoever wins their match between them decides who takes it. But let me throw it on to Nana. Because Nana, as a man from Ghana yourself, I'm pretty sure you have your own deep thoughts about this group. And... I'm going to give you your time to like really tell us what you think is going to happen here. Because I also know you're a Manchester United fan. That's a Ronaldo fan. Um, so, you know, plus I also know maybe you have some Uruguayan fan. I'm okay, of course you hate Uruguay, but I don't know. Anyway, Nana, over to you. What do you think is going to happen in this group? Ah, here we go again. You know, the stars are aligned for us to um, affect our revenge on Uruguay. And, you know, obviously Portugal is finishing first. You know, let's get that out of the way right now. But I think I think Ghana beats Uruguay. And I obviously there's a lot of bias within that statement. But um, give me a second to explain myself. Ghana's squad is talented, right? 
but it's not the type of talent where they feel like they're better than anybody else. It's the type of talent where, you know, as much as they're good footballers, they work really, really hard. My only fear is, you know, in my defense, you know, the two center backs, Salisu and Amate. Yes, these guys are, you know, Premier League level players, but they are full of mistakes. I don't know if Suarez, I didn't look at the Uruguayan roster, the final roster, but I don't know if Suarez is making it. But if they're going up against a very smart striker, we're in for a long, long tournament. I think Darwin Nunez is a very physical, you know, striker. He's, he's athletic. He has all these gifts. But I don't think he has the wits of, you know, Suarez or Ronaldo or Benzema. So I think defensively, they can match up with the Uruguayans, you know, physicality. Obviously, Fede Valverde is going to be a very crucial part of this team. But Ghana's, Ghana's collective work rate is going to trump anything Uruguay has to do to Ghana, right? And obviously, there's a, there's a bit of taste left in the Ghanaian's mouth from the last two World Cups, I guess, was it? Yeah, the last two World Cups. Yeah. They look good. They look good so far. You know, they've looked good even against Switzerland without Kudus, Pate. They look, they look good. And, um, there's a lot of, a lot of new guys, you guys who play, you know, high level football. You have Inyaki Williams, you have Kudus, you have Jordan. Obviously, you have Salisu and Amate, but you have, you have guys who've played at the biggest stage before. And I think moments like this, they won't shy away from it. And, uh, yeah, Portugal first, Ghana second. Uruguay third, South Korea last. Yeah, I, I think uh, I would agree with the man Nana here to a certain extent because, yes, Portugal, I think Portugal are going to go through first because I think their squad is just a step above everyone else in the group. But looking at Ghana, the talent is there. Um, if you look at the squad, um, we've got my man, Party, the octopus, in the midfield, I I, 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 have, I have full faith in the man. Uh, you have the young boy in Kudus playing for Ajax. So yeah, there's 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 quite a bit of talent in the squad. Uruguay, you know, we've we've seen Uruguay teams from previous World Cups, and we know they have talent. But a lot of the talent that we've come to know um, is aging. So you know, just going down the list here from goalkeeper all the way to forward, uh, some of the more recognizable names are either in their mid to late 30s. You know, you have Fernando Muslera, uh, Diego Godin, Jose Jimenez, who's not quite 30 yet, but his late 20s, Sebastian Coates, mid 30s, Martin Caceres, mid 30s. You have Luis Suarez still in here, mid 30s, Cavani, mid 30s. You know, the only bright spots are like Valverde, Ugarte. You know, these are the younger players and there's only like a handful of them. So, yeah. Given the way they like to play, very physical, very high intensity, very defensive in football, high work rate, that could come back to bite them. And as for South Korea, I mean, their star man is coming back from injury. You know, um, what's his name? Hung Min Son. And I always back Arsenal to beat Tottenham. So Spursy, you know, if the man is Spursy at the lane, he's going to be Spursy at the World Cup too. And I, I trust that. So I no chance for him. Um but yeah, I think Ghana definitely has a chance against Uruguay. Um, and I think the match between them will decide who finishes in second. 
you know, the more I just listen to some of the stuff that's being said today, I just want to take it back to the reality. And I think the reality is very straightforward. I don't know why we're calling this the group of death. I think it would be very straightforward. I think Portugal will go through. Uh, as to how, I don't know. Rafael will probably do something for them. Um, and I think in second place will definitely be Uruguay. I do not see this Ghana team going through. I think we need to be objective rather than subjective, in my opinion. Uh, I know they are Forest Brothers, but we just need to do. We just need to tell the reality. The reality is that, unfortunately, the the hurt from twenty ten. Uh, will come to the forefront once again. I wouldn't put it past Mr. Suarez to score. Like it's just, it's just written in the stars. The goal that sends Ghana home will be scored by the man that broke their hearts back in 2010. It's 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 written in the stars. <laughs> why, why why are you trying to kill them like that, man, Mangora? Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> As a fellow African yourself, hey, but imagine how crazy that will be. Suarez sends Ghana home. I think I think Ghanaians at that point will look for him. They'll they'll go and look for him. You know, I, I I don't know I don't know what will happen, but I know they'll go look for him. And I think Suarez, as soon as he scores that goal, he has to run into the stands because I'm sure Ghanaians all over the world will be like, my man, listen, we took it in 2010, but not 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 this time. So I don't know, man. I don't know, but you know what? You know what? Hopefully, as some sense, I think South Korea is a dark horse in this group. I think that we shouldn't because they win all their games usually. Son, for some reason, he plays better for South Korea than does for Tottenham. And I don't know why. Um, but yeah, so I see that I see that happening uh, in this group. But okay, well, moving on to the other topics here. Let's uh, quickly go around and talk about who we believe will be the flop of the World Cup from what we see here. So uh, I will let the boy Mangoro start us up uh, to who he thinks will be the flop and then over to uh, Nana and Samson and... Um, yeah, I think for me personally, the flop of the World Cup will most likely either be Qatar or Australia. That'll be the flop of the World Cup for me. So, uh, over to you, Mangoro. I, th- I think I think we have to be clear when you say flop here. I think it'll be a big team that doesn't perform. That's what we're defining what a flop is. And I don't think Australia or Qatar fall into those categories, Mr. Mozart. For me personally, I'll say Portugal. I think uh, Mr. Ronaldo will will try and force everything onto himself and everything go through him. And if they don't follow his his ideology on like how the game should be played, I think uh, there'll be another part three with Mr. Piers Morgan coming up soon. So I think that's going to be a big one. I think that's probably going to deter Portugal from going far at this World Cup, honestly, because he's going to want it all for himself because it is also, as he mentioned, his last World Cup. Well, yeah, I was I was going to go with Portugal as the flop, but since that's off the table, I think I think the, the next flop will probably be Belgium. Right, with Belgium, I, I don't see, I don't necessarily see where, you know, the quality outside of De Bruyne lies at this point in time to, you know, force some change in the World Cup. But I think Belgium, although they may make it out of your group, I don't think they make it out of the uh, the knockout, the first round of the knockout stages. So Belgium will be my next flop if since Portugal is off the table now. Yeah, um, just to uh, echo what the man Mangoro said, you can't be a flop if there were no expectations to begin with, you know. 
I'm kind of happy to be here, fam. You know, some of these guys, man, just happy to be here, man. Just happy to get on the pitch, share the pitch with some of the best players in the world. Like, I'm sure Kato were even hoping to be in uh, in message group. They, they would have killed for that, man. Just play against him, lose to him, swap shirts. It was going to be a fun time. But sadly, that will not happen. Um, you guys have already taken all the best picks in terms of flops. Uh, so I will go with a different one. I will say England. Because it's kind of, at this point, it's kind of written in the stars, you know. Every every year it's coming home. Every single year it's coming home. It's coming home. But my and I, I actually I firmly believe like it should be coming home. The the squad is good enough. The manager has gone to the final before. It should be coming home. But I do not trust this manager. After what he's done, um number one at the at the last World Cup, number two at the Euros. I just I don't I do not trust this guy in the big moments his decision making his team selection ultimately will let them down and it will not be coming home and it will be a huge disappointment. Okay, no, I mean that that makes sense. Um, you know, let me take it back. If we're going to talk about teams that we expect to do well and who are going to flop, I believe Spain. I think Spain will be the flop of the World Cup just because of how young they are, inexperienced they are. They don't even have the goat David de Gea. In the, between the sticks, so I do think that Spain, I think that golden age is over. I don't think they will they will go past round of sixteen. I don't think they'll make it. Um, yeah, but you know what? I think moving on to the next one here. I just want to hear like because I'm sure that listeners are anticipating this one, so I think we have to get out of the way. Who we actually expect to win the World Cup? So let's talk about the final. The final two teams. After everything has gone down, who do you actually see as the final two teams? to progress over the group stages and get to the World Cup, get to the final and win it. I think, yeah, I think let's, let's, let's spend some, a little bit of time talking about that. Personally, I think uh, France will be one of the teams in the World Cup, uh, in, in the final. It's another World Cup in the final. I think it'd be France. And the second team will most likely be Brazil. And I see France taking it. I think that's what we might see at the end for the final. So, uh, yeah, let me throw it off to my brothers here, uh, and let me let me start with Nana, and then we can go to Sangin and and, uh, and 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 Mangoro as to who you think will be in the final and who actually wins it in the end. Yes, France, but uh, I'm gonna have to disagree on that one. I think the final is going to be England against Argentina. I think it's going to be England Argentina. And I say England because if you remember the last World Cup, uh, France won. They played a very pragmatic brand of football. You know, they have quality in all all three, you know, layers of the field, but they played a very pragmatic style of football. And usually that's what wins you um, tournaments, you know, knockouts tournaments, single elimination tournaments, pragmatic style of football. So I think... That's that is going to be that's going to have to be their calling card throughout. I think Jude Bellingham is going to be player of the tournament. But England against Argentina and Argentina coming through and a good Messi winning it all. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, obviously on this pod. I, I like to come with facts and stats and be accurate. But you know, I'm also a romantic. You know, I I, I love 
I love football. I love great stories. You know, I so just humor me for a second here, brothers. My 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 romantic take, right? I would love, as Piers said in the interview, I would love Portugal, Argentina in the final. And it is possible. It is very possible that both those teams win their groups and avoid each other in the group stages. Um, I mean, in the knockout stages, all the way to the final. If possible, that would be my number one, you know, just for the spectacle, just for the drama, just for the, you know, the high stakes of it all, like Messi v. Ronaldo. I feel like it would be like a nice, cathartic end to what has been you know, 15 years of these guys at the, at the very top level competing, going back and forth. And it, I, really, I actually don't really care who wins, just as long as it's them competing at the end and one of them wins. Either one would be fantastic. It would be a great story, and I would love it for either one of those players and either one of those countries. Um, but logically speaking, like just focusing on the football and the the best teams that are out there, I think I see Brazil... Um, making it there, and I see France. For me, those are the two best teams. And I think, yeah, France, they are missing some big players, but the players who are there are world-class. You know, you could argue that they have two of the top three players in the world right now, like, or two of the top five, if you if you want, because um, Benz, Mbappe, I don't know if you can place them any further any further below than, than five um then you have brazil neymar has been magnificent this year he's been like all-time great in his play assisting scoring i have i have and i also like you look at like the talent around him and the players that are coming of age this year i see big things for brazil uh so yeah for me those two teams i think lot like logically speaking those two teams are the ones that would make it to the final I'm not sure who would win. Um, I will say France just because they, they've, they've won it. They have the experience. Uh, but yeah, my romantic view, Argentina or Portugal. You know, uh, just to give the listeners out here a, a quick history lesson. Back in 1998, the World Cup final was contested by two teams uh, by the name of Brazil, Jogo Bonito, and the French, Le Bleu. And I don't see, if possible, based on the brackets and how they pan out, I don't see any other final. I think that would be the final, repeat of 1998. And on that day in 1998, the French won 3-0. I don't think this time it'll be 3-0, but I think they will win it, but it'll be much closer. Um, I do agree that Brazil have... Essentially, as Samson said, have come of age. Neymar looks dangerous. Vinny, they've brought back Jesus. Uh, they have, I think, I don't know, I'm not entirely sure, but I think they have Anthony as well as Rafinha. So that front line is looking quite dangerous at the back. They have The Rock, uh, Thiago, sort of like Thiago uh, with Marquinhos and Allison in the goal. So I think they'll be, they'll, they'll be quite strong there at the World Cup. But I think France... I think we'll be we'll walk away with it. Wow, look at that. Okay, so three of us do think that France and Brazil will be in the final, and it looks like we're all voting for France to take it. Um, of course, I mean, except for Nana, Nana, you know, yeah, he's uh, he's on a bit different of a. But you know, let's. I hope I hope we have an upset. I hope it's not going to be obvious. I hope it'll be like something weird, like 
I don't know, Denmark versus Qatar or something. I don't know. That that'd be quite funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> but okay, as in just and the final thing here, boys, who do you expect to be the player of the tournament? Who do you think is gonna play the absolute best in this whole thing? Um that they don't have to make it to the final, but just someone who's just gonna shine throughout and kill it. This is a bit of a tough one, but yeah, I think for me, it would either be De Bruyne, who will probably shine. Messi, just because of how easy his group is. Uh, those would be my top two. I think those. I think maybe De Bruyne will end up taking it to be player of the tournament. He looks to be a, a little bit on fire. But uh, yeah, let me throw it to you guys. Let me start with the boy Samson, Mongoria, and then Nana. Who you all think will be the player of the tournament? So I think uh, my number one option would be Mbappe. Because if you watch friends play... He is the guy. Like, whenever France are about to do something, it's him. It's him. He's the one doing it. And it's, like, and because France is so good and so dominant usually, they can, they're one of those few teams uh, going to the World Cup that can decide how they want to attack, how they want to score each time. And they can decide, you know, the same way Man City decides, you know, they want Haaland to get this ball. They want Haaland to score this opportunity. France are gonna have that same like luxury with Mbappe. They're gonna have to. They're gonna be able to decide him. He's gonna do it. And given how dangerous he is with his pace and his finishing, like it's just bound to happen that he scores a ton of goals. So I think he's number one. Messi always carries his team, and I see them going very far. So he's he's my number two. I'd, even though I said Neymar's gonna be in the final, I don't think he'll have the same impact because I feel like for Brazil he plays a slightly different role. And it's not always on him to produce goals and assists, like the final goal assist, um, even though he's very involved in the play. Because like Mongoria said, that entire front line is very dangerous. Goals and assists can come from anywhere there. So he might not necessarily be the star man the same way Mbappe and Messi will. So those will be my top two picks. Uh, for me, I'd agree. Kylian Mbappe will be up there. Karim Benzema, I think he'll also be up there. I think they'll make a Mickey out of this World Cup. Some of these teams are going to get a pasting, like your Australia's in that group. I think maybe Denmark as well. I think they'll they'll, they'll feel the full wrath of France. And then in the knockout stages, those two players will will just do it. They'll just carry the team to the final because that connection that they have in terms of just the understanding, even though they haven't played uh, for that long together, I think they'll be quite strong so i think i'd see those either one of them will win player of the tournament as much as player of the tournament is also based on stats i think narratives also play a role in when they decide who the player of the tournament is and like i said earlier I'm ha- i have england going all the way to the final but losing to argentina and yes messi might have a great tournament i think the narrative around england making it all the way and in my opinion, on the back of, you know, maybe one one of my top three favorite players in the world right now, Jude Bellingham, I think I think play of the tournament is going to be Jude Bellingham. I'm going out on a whim here to say this, but I truly believe Jude Bellingham has the, you know, he has the guts, he has the, you know, the balls to actually go in, you know, and take the game by the scruff of the neck. And I believe Jude Bellingham is going to end up being a player of the tournament, you know, although in a, in a losing effort. I don't know if that's possible, 
But um, Jude Bellingham won. But obviously, if he loses in the final to Argentina, like I predicted, then it's obviously going to be Messi. Mm, okay, okay. Uh, spread across the board here a little bit. So we have De Bruyne, we have Jude Bellingham, we have two Mbappes. So, and, you know, yeah, so let's, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. You know, now I'm a little bit more excited for this World Cup. Just since we've gone through this, uh, I hope I hope it's going to be an exciting one. I hope we actually see a lot of upsets. I, I hope it's not going to be a very straightforward World Cup. I do hope that we start to see some things. Like, imagine if England gets knocked out in the group stages. That would be funny, right? So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how everything shapes up. So, listener, if you're not excited for the World Cup, we certainly hope that you're excited now. Uh, and if you're not, and if, if in case you didn't know, the World Cup starts tomorrow, Sunday, the 20th of November. We have Qatar versus Ecuador as the first game. And then I think there's a game, two games each day after that. And then the final two or three games each day, and the final will be, I think, uh, a little bit there in, in, in December. So, yeah. So, listener, I hope you've enjoyed this episode by the Forest Brothers. Uh, we hope that you will take some time to watch. I'm sure the games will be streaming on a lot of platforms. So, make sure you got all your stuff secure. I know Peacock will be streaming. Uh, I'm sure, I don't know if Amazon will stream, but I'm sure uh, Paramount Plus will be streaming. So, get yourself on those apps. Make sure you watch. It's going to be a good one. And make sure you take that PTO because we all know you're not, no one is going to concentrate at work. So if you work for American companies, if the USA make it through group stages, just know the boss is not going to be watching who's working or not. They'll be watching the game. So just take it easy. Relax. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, so just to close it out here, I will give it, I'll give my brothers a chance to say goodbye. Uh, Start on the boy Nana and then over to the boy Mangoro and then Samson and then we'll be out of here. So Mr. Nana, thank you for joining us today. I give you the floor, sir. Bless, 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 bless. It was a pleasure talking to you guys, you know, break down what's going to happen at the World Cup, you know, upsets, all of these good stuff. And hopefully I can, you know, share more of my insights with you guys in the coming pods. And I'm excited for the World Cup. I'm excited for all the, you know, the World Cup is no fun when, the favorites are winning so hopefully we get as many upsets as possible and i'm um, looking forward to talking talking to you guys maybe during or after the world cup uh first things first i'd like to thank our special guest here mr nana today for coming through and pray and gracing us with these presents and sharing some knowledge uh to our lovely listeners out there um i'd like to also thank my two co-hosts uh, mr masanga as well as uh mr mwari uh you know the world cup is here the fever is back I don't know. I don't know if there's a song for the World Cup. Maybe I'll be singing it on the next podcast. But yeah, so it's very simple, listener. Tomorrow you wake up bright and early. Uh, before the World Cup starts, uh, we do have the small matter. If you if you're interested, uh, Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. I'll be looking quite nice. So just to get you a feel, just to give you a feel of like how it is out there in the Middle East. So you can tune into that before. Before the before the first World Cup game, and then after that, you just switch over to Qatar versus Ecuador. Uh, there'll be a boy from Brighton, Moises Quesedo, um, Mr. Potter's young son. I think he'll be playing tomorrow, so look out for him and enjoy enjoy, enjoy the World Cup, uh, listener. And as as Mr. Mori said, if you need to take some time off away from work to watch the games, certainly do that. Uh, especially when the t- when the team that you're supporting are playing, definitely do that because. That will that that will make you very happy, listener. And yeah, listener, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the World Cup, and 
as I always say, have a lovely life. Dear listener, once again, great being here with you guys, my forest brothers. Nana, great having you on the pod, my guy. We really appreciate your wisdom, your insights. And uh, yeah, I am wishing the Black Stars all the best this World Cup. Um, I am on your side, unlike other brothers. I'm rocking with y'all. Uh, let's see how far you can make it. My other two brothers, Mwari, Mongoro, great being on the pod with you guys as always. Um, excited for this World Cup. Excited for the Grand Prix tomorrow. Uh, you know, I think uh, this is going to be an interesting World Cup. And uh, I can't wait to see it unfold. And like Nana said, we, we are hoping for as many upsets as possible. Because like I told you, dear listener, I am a romantic. I love good storylines. I love a good, a good, a good passionate game. You know, the underdog winning, overcoming the big dogs, overcoming the favorites, coming in from behind, you know. I want to see it all, and I, I I hope we get the chance to you know to see all that this World Cup. Thank you very much, Mr. Samson. And uh, yeah, ladies, if you're out there and you want to bite of the man, Mr. Samson, you've heard him. He's a romantic. He's passionate. So hit him up in his DMs. He's available. <laughs> but anyway, listen, thank you so much for rocking with us. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we hope that it's an African team that will win the World Cup. Hopefully Ghana, hopefully Cameroon. Um, it might not be possible, but certainly we pray that that happens. And hopefully Ghana gets justice of Uruguay for sure. We all hope to see that. And yeah, listener, well, with that, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace out and enjoy the World Cup and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.